0: This is Sound & Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I'm Emily Fox. Waxahachie is out with a new album. It's called St. Cloud.
1: That's what I wanted. It's not as if we cry a river, call it rain. West Memphis is on fire.
0: Crutchfield is the name behind Waxahatchee. She joins me now to talk about this record. Hello, hi. So you've said that there are two big themes on this record: addiction and codependency, and you hear some of that in your song "War." tell me a little bit more about the song war
2: yeah totally it's funny codependency and addiction really go completely hand in hand you kind of don't um well you don't. i feel like you don't have addiction without codependency usually but um yeah war is so just to give a little context i got sober um two years ago and you know i really wrote this album in all different phases of that but war was it was one where I, I really kind of wanted to to show a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of like my mind as I was sort of, um, recovering from this addiction that I'd struggled with, like just kind of the, I don't know. I think it's, we see, we see sober people in there. So I, I think sometimes people think like, Oh, well, obviously that was the right choice. And they, you know, they are clearly so much happier now. And that's, that is like overwhelmingly true, but you know, I feel like that when you quit something like drinking, when it was a problem, there's a lot of things that were leading you to to drink, and and when you quit, all of those things are there, um, and they're like heightened and in technicolor, and you sort of have to face them in a way that you have been evading for so long. So that was really what I wanted to capture in War, just sort of that like all of these like demons, for lack of a better term, were were heightened and. And that, you know, that was kind of causing me to lash out at people that maybe didn't deserve it, or sort of like, you know, like point the finger places when really the finger should have been pointed at myself. So I wanted to kind of, I feel like that's a really common experience for people. It's a shared experience for people who um, are going through what I'm going through. So I wanted to, to write a song that sort of articulated that.
0: I had read an article of something that you had looked back at, at a diary entry, and you were 17, and you were like, "I need to stop, you know, drinking now." So I'm just curious, like, how long ha- is, has this been something that you'd struggled with in your life?
2: A long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I quit when I was 29 and that was when I was 17. I, I sort of started really drinking a lot when I was about 17. So yeah, like 12 years, I guess. Um, and you know, I, I was, my, my bottom was very high. Like it was, I was very high functioning. Um, and it was really like more of just, a a lifestyle um just as a touring musician that so many people sort of in my same position uh have 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 the same issue um and and for me it was just sort of seeing things about myself sort of just like foundational things like just things that were like me at my core and like how i want to present like things about myself that i love we're just really like hindered by it, and I and I saw that for a long time, but it was always sort of cloudy, and it was always so hard for me, especially when I was younger, to visualize a life without alcohol being a big part of it. It was just such so embedded in in my lifestyle and just in the culture I was like participating in. So so it was you know it was a really slow process getting to the point where I finally I, I had thought about quitting a lot and slowing down a lot and. But it it really didn't feel like something I could actually do and sustain until I finally did, when like two years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can imagine as a touring musician so much of it is, you know, late night shows, you know, partying, you know, getting to know some of your fans in some cases, and that's just kind of par for the course. So, um, you know, congratulations to you for being able to tackle that. But I'm just curious, now that you've found sobriety, how has that impacted you as a songwriter? I've heard you say, you know, you feel like you're more productive now, but maybe you've, you've struggled with, you know, finding lyrics now that you're sober. So I'm just curious, like, from 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 a songwriting perspective, how have things changed for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's made things harder, but the fact that it's harder ultimately, I think, results in better re- songs. <laughs> I think if that makes any sense. Like, I think that for Saint Cloud, particularly, I really labored over it, um, over the lyrics. They did not come as easily as as they maybe have come in the past. But I, as I zoom out, I feel like, oh, this is the closest I've ever gotten to articulating things exactly how I meant to you know it's like the happiest I personally ever have been with something I've written so I have to sort of assume that like I'm operating with this new clarity and this sort of new perspective of like looking at myself honestly and sort of like critiquing myself honestly so in that way it's it's good for the lyrics and it's good for the songwriting but it definitely takes me a longer time um I'm I'm more particular I'm yeah, it's just more of a labor. But I think that ultimately, it has helped my songwriting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's you, you're more thoughtful about it, it seems. And, and of, of course, that's going to take that's going to be harder to do. In some of other songs on this album, you talk about, you know, s- stories of friends who have struggled with addiction, you hear it in the songs, "Arcadelphia" and Ruby Falls. Can you talk a little bit about um, the stories behind those songs?
2: Yeah, I mean, Arkadelphia is really personal, so I'm, I'm going to keep that one kind of to myself. It's a, just about a person that's still a big part of my life. But I can tell the story of the song, which is just that it's about a person in my life who um, who who I grew up with and I'm very close to and just sort of about our, our shared experiences as children and then growing up to, um, you know, both kind of have struggles with addiction, this person having a much harder go and kind of kind of being more in the throes of like the real repercussions of like serious addiction and, um, and, and getting really close to death and kind of just writing about that experience of just kind of like helping this person or like trying to help this person realizing I can't help this person, all of that stuff. And then, then, you know, the, the end of that song is really about recovery. It's about that shared language that we have and how we can kind of both be at ease and also see like, you know, recognize the fragility of sobriety and all of those things. So it's that's it's sort of that's a general description. But that's that's what that song is about.
1: When she was young, she kept to herself. Now she regrets sending me straight to hell. She kissed my cheek. She touched my skin. She said you're just as stupid as I was back
2: then. Ruby Falls is about um, my friend Trip, who I've written a lot of songs about, um, who passed away when we were younger, about 10 years ago. Um, from a drug overdose and that song is is just about our friendship it's about it sort of starts off you're up in the sky it's like a high you're 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 flying high and feeling great and and don't really see the consequences of your actions
1: i take flight on borrowed time i was once two
2: And then, you know, the middle part of the song is sort of the sort of more cold reality down on earth. Um, And that part is too just kind of about like a really like the romance of friendship and just like connecting with someone, even platonically. And it's inspired. um, A lot of that part of the song is inspired by just kids, um, Patti Smith and Robert Mapplethorpe. And then the ending of the song, the last like little tale of the song is um, is about the next part of that, which is you know, the, the the result of drug addiction, which sometimes is death, and that was the situation here. So so yeah, that, that one's about my friend
1: trip. Sing a song at your
0: We, we hold um, these days called Music Heals, so we focus sometimes on death or addiction or mental health and you know, throughout these days, we'll focus on one issue and then, you know, listeners will write in and share their stories. And we share those stories on air and the songs that got them through the process. And I'm curious with you when it comes to just, you know, reaching sobriety and in going through that process, do you feel like music was healing for you? Um, or did you have to kind of step away from music in order to kind of reevaluate your life? Where did music play or didn't play into that transition for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, um, I feel like I, I really wanted to take a break from music for a while, only because it had just become so much of my identity. And because of that, even like I think that the my stru- struggling with alcohol was kind of taking up I, I feel like the like music and like the lifestyle that it had kind of created for me was was just feeling unhealthy and I needed to kind of I needed to just like focus on taking care of myself. Um I'd used music as, you know, the main vehicle for healing. In the past, and um, yeah, I uh, I needed to kind of take a break from that in order to like feel the magic with music again, and and I really wanted to like come to that on my own. I think, you know, I was trying these old tricks of like, you know on this is what you do when you feel bad you like write songs and then like they you know you write these like sad gut-wrenching songs and people relate to that and i just really wanted to like try a new way i think that i was sort of bored with my own technique in that way and i wanted to kind of like try and like focus on feeling better first and also it wasn't working i mean i wasn't like able to really write music in that state anymore. So I was like, I really want to like, focus on like feeling better and just like focus on my friendships and focus on my relationship and focus on, you know, like making my house feel like a safe, healthy, beautiful space. And like, just things like that, like just all these different things about being a person. I wanted to like, put take pride in and like be more conscious of um things that I had really like neglected in the past so I think that yeah I really for this record particular I mean it's been different for everyone but for this record I I felt like I needed some space from my identity as like a career musician and and that really worked I i you know after like six months to a year of kind of you know, of course, I was still playing shows here and there and still like singing a lot and, you know, picking up a guitar pretty often. I, I wasn't like really trying to like hammer out a record. And, um, and in doing that and giving that, that space, you know, after a while, all I wanted to do was make a record, which was great. And it, it kind of gave this record like a, a really nice sort of hopeful, excited tone um, that maybe the other ones haven't had in the same way. So that, that was cool.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. So I'm speaking with Waxahachie. Her latest album is called Saint Cloud. So another thing that I want to talk to you about is, you know, your album dropped at the very end of March, and the world has changed a lot (laughs) since then, (laughs) especially here in the US with the coronavirus and everything. And I'm just curious how, you know, all of this change with the coronavirus, you know, tours being canceled, venues being closed, people having to stay at home, how that's impacted you musically. I'm assuming you probably had to cancel some dates, you know, on your tour. So ultimately, how do you think how has coronavirus impacted you as a musician?
2: Yeah, I mean, me, like everyone else, really literally everyone else on earth. Um, I am I'm my life and business has been interrupted, um, which is unfortunate. But I feel like uh, I feel kind of two different ways about it. I mean, for just for me personally, I think that it, w- it was a drag to have to we, we didn't have to cancel any dates, which is very lucky. We just moved everything. So our, our tour is still more or less intact. It's just going to happen in the fall now. Um, but as far as putting the record out when I did, I, I've really been looking at it sort of as... Um, I feel like this is my most hopeful record and it feels really appropriate for it to come out right now. Like it feels like the subject matter, even if it's not, obviously not about a global pandemic, but I feel, I I had the feeling of like, I think people will hear this even more deeply right now than they would normally. And I'm just kind of like happy to be of service, you know, like I, people need music now more than ever. And I was very happy that I was here to give it to them, you know, here to give people new music. Um, It felt it felt really correct. And in a way I was like, maybe this was, you know, I, I think that people, I, I definitely was like given a lot of different bits of feedback about it. And some people sort of looked at it as sort of like a, Oh, I'm so sorry that like, this is going to affect your album release. And I, I just like never had one moment of feeling that way. I really kind of, from the beginning was just like, people need music and it's, it's, you know, in a way it's weirdly kismet that it, happened to come out right in this moment where like everybody maybe needs it more than they even normally would. So it feels good to be of service.
0: Well, thank you for putting it out. I mean, we were, we're seeing so many folks kind of delay their records because of the coronavirus, but it is such a beautiful record. Um, you know, the sound of it, the songwriting, the lyrics, everything, it really, it's a, it's an album that I feel like transports you, which is exactly what we need right now. So, uh, thanks for, thanks for being willing to putting it out, uh, during this time. Of course, yeah. I've been speaking with Katie Crutchfield of Waxahachie. Her latest album is called St. Cloud. Katie, thank you so much for chatting today. Of course, yeah, thank you. Well, speaking of the coronavirus impacting us all, it's getting to the point where we're all really starting to miss our friends, family, even co-workers. So this week's listener question was, what's a song you want to dedicate to someone you can't see right now? Here were some of your answers.
3: My name's Andy. I live in Charlottesville, Virginia, and my kids live in Seattle with their mom. They're age 12 and 15. And... Um, I've been flying out there every three weeks for about the past eight years to see them, and they've been coming to see me in the summers and spring break. They were supposed to be with me this week, but of course they can't come because of the lockdown. So instead of that, we've been Skyping every day to talk about songs and poetry, and I'm hoping that I can send a song out to them today. I wanna to send out Time Writer" by The Chromatics. It was one of the first songs I introduced them to that they actually admitted was cool. And I think it's appropriate now. We're all sort of time riders now, losing count of hours, chasing faces lost in time, and singing songs of things to come. So for Lathan Farah, I love you. I miss you. I can't wait to see you again.
1: Chasing faces lost in time, seven children dream of.
3: From Issaquah, Washington and I'd like to dedicate the song Volcano from Presidency of the United States to our daughter Annalena. She is uh, currently in Osnabrück, Germany with our nephew and his wife Ali and Johanna. Annalena normally lives in Utrecht, Netherlands and uh, she was able to actually go to Osnabrück just before Utrecht uh, and some very strict stay-at-home orders. Presidents and uh, the song Volcano are very special to Annalena and I. It was one of her first CDs and uh, it reminds her and us a lot of the Pacific Northwest with all of its references. My wife and I had plans to uh, go and meet Annalena in Utrecht in just a couple of weeks, but because of the conditions here and in Europe, uh, we're really not sure when we're going to get back to see her. We hope the song reminds her of home and that she knows that she's always in our thoughts. Thanks to KEXP and all of your listeners for everything you do.
4: My name is Troels Heidel, I live in Bedside, Brooklyn, New York. Ever since moving here from Denmark in 2015, I lived most of my life with family and old friends via screens. This strange condition especially hit me regarding my relationship to my niece, Eastroningen Alba, and my nephew, Thornton Schersten Villers. During a visit home last year, I realized that my niece and I had only ever been in the same space five times in her five-year life. But because of these video calls, we're still very close, and she's completely calm with me. And regarding my old friends, I miss them. And I miss out on celebrating the big holidays with them. So I would like to dedicate quiet little voices with We would promise Jetpacks to my friends in 7A, as this is the song we would normally hear when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, and we would go ape. And I know it's early, but please... Play it loud so we can all get our air guitar on and dance like there is absolutely no pandemic. Thank you, KEXP. Thank you for all the music.
0: Thanks to everyone for sharing their story. I now leave you with the final question of the show. Why does music matter? Here's Waxahachie. It's just the most universal
2: thing that we have as humans. You know, I feel like it, it, people can hear it and react to it no matter where they come from, no matter where they're at in their life. Like, I just feel like it's, um, yeah, it's like the great connector more than anything else. I think that it it connects us all as humans. And um, yeah, I think that that's. That's why it matters.
0: That was Sound & Vision. We'll have another podcast ready for you tomorrow featuring new music. This week we've been able to grab interviews with Shabazz Palaces, Lido Pimiento, and Ed O'Brien of Radiohead who's releasing a new solo record on Friday. Stay tuned for those conversations coming up on a future Sound & Vision podcast. And before we go, open up that podcast app right now and give Sound & Vision a review and a rating. Let us know how we are doing. You can also go the extra mile and give a one-time $20 donation at KEX xp.org/sound. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat more tomorrow.
1: That's what I-